Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disinvited Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Today is a little bit different. I am still Robert, but we have with us today... I am not Ernie, just so we're clear on that. Ernie had to take a brief break, so I am filling in for him. What's up, Internet? My name is Ash. And this is Ash, as she just mentioned. Uh, we are having a, a guest host, I guess you'd say, if you use the language of other people who use language. Cool, I'm a guest and a host at the same time. I like it. Yes, which of course, as we do with our show, always begs the question, where is the joke? But you can talk about that on our other episodes or our blog, which we don't have. Anywho, um, given the topics of the day, there are lots of things to talk about this week, lots of things going on, lots of trailers, lots of movies, lots of good stuff. So it will be kind of a rambly episode, not that many aren't rambly. I was going to say you always ramble. We, we do. But we do. it's a good ramble. It's a good ramble. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. Um, but today we are going to talk about a couple of things specifically. Um, we're going to definitely talk about some of the trailers that we've seen. Um, we're not going to talk Justice League because we have talked about that already, but there are some other trailers that have come out recently. Um, we also might talk about some of the movies we just recently seen. <laughs> yeah, we watched one the other day, which was really cute. Yes. It's a kid's movie on Disney Plus called Flora and Ulysses. Glad you remember the name of it because I couldn't. Well, I can't help it that your memory's not as good as mine. No. But no, it was really cute. Um, however, sitting there watching it with Robert here was equally as entertaining as the movie itself because this man here tends to overanalyze even the simplest parts of a kid's movie and there were a few times I wanted to throw popcorn if I had any at him and ask him to be quiet so we could just enjoy the cute little story and not have him poke out every single plot hole. <laughs> this is true but it's it's part of a conversation that I've had with with Ernie and with other guests we've had on the show in the past which is a movie is if you're looking to suspend your belief in some reality, and spoiler alert, this, there's a squirrel in the movie. Oh, how I suspend my belief every day. So. Exactly right. <laughs> um, and there's a squirrel in the movie, and the squirrel at some point in the movie gains superpowers. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's a perfectly adorable little movie. Anywho. It's Disney Plus, not Netflix. Oh, whatever. It's a streaming <laughs> service. Go look it up yourself. You. Yes, Disney Plus, that's true. Um, anywho, the point being is that we talked about this with Wonder Woman as well. If you're going to have something fantastical happen in a movie, or a fantastical character, and yes, I know it's a kid's movie, but you're still going to have a fantastical character, the things that you're basing that the real world are based on have to make some sort of logical sense and function in the realm of somewhat of reality be believable. What um, it if is... If those things aren't there, then the fantasy kind of dies. No, what it is, or is not. that he's jealous because a car door gets busted in this movie and I'm not telling you how because it ruins it you really should watch it even if you're not a huge kids Spoiler movie fan it is cute yes. car door gets busted and is miraculously repaired although it is mentioned on how expensive it was to repair in the movie and then you've got Robert sitting here practically shouting at the TV going it would take weeks do you know how much that would cost him like settle down Really, simmer down. It's just a movie. He's like, yeah, but no, you can't do that. <laughs> yes, but no. I Five minutes of ranting about this stupid car it door. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I've had repair work done, and I've had my car wrecked. No, no, no fault of my own, of course. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> um, but 
it doesn't it's not that fast it's literally not even a day and he has his car door back and i think it's supposed to be 24 hours but either way it, so. it is surprisingly fast but and I'm here's, you're going does it matter yes it does matter and the other piece <laughs> is, is the guy has a job the wife has a job well sort of she's a famous writer and she's actually amazing Don't amount give of away too much I know, I know but there's an amazing amount of character actors that everybody will recognize from somewhere um, so that was kind of cool. You recognized more than I did. Yes. Um, if anyone's watched Scrubs, the ukulele player towards the end of uh, Scrubs was in it, the female ukulele player that uh, Ted falls in love with. Can't remember her name, but she was. She's adorable there. She's adorable now. Just a little more ditzy now than she was then, but that's fine. Um, um, if you watch Community, Abed from a Community is in it. Um, and, and the then, chick who played Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is in it too. Yes, the chick who played Willow from Buffy the Last Slayer. I think Allison, she was. Allison, I can't remember. I think her she last was also name. in How I Met Your Mother too. I think she's. The I girl. never saw How I Met Your yeah, Mother. So again, there's people. So it's cool. It's kind of fun to see them playing different roles. Um, I will say the CGI on the squirrel was pretty. That pretty was, awesome. That now, was really well done. Yeah. My my only nitpick, no. and it's a See? it's a good nitpick. See? I have a little one. <laughs> Look, I'm a girl. I'm entitled. Well, no, no, no. But I'm here to prove my point. Go ahead, please. My only nitpick is that the movie takes place in what appears to be small town America for the most part. However, the the central squirrel is a red squirrel. These are actually. As far as I'm aware, most common in Britain, and we don't actually get them here. Um, we get the, the American gray squirrel pretty frequently, and I know further south, like um, the tip of Texas towards Mexico, we get black squirrels because I've seen them, but I don't think we have red squirrels here. So that's my, that's my only one little thing. That said, I love red squirrels, and he was super adorable, and I did not care that much about what kind of squirrel he was. But it does take away... Oh, from, I'm just, just... I'm just saying, it goes back to my point. I blow a raspberry um, in your general direction. Yes, we see that, or well, <laughs> hear that. In my case, feel that. Um, but yes, I will say for a kid's movie, which again, we have to go back to, it is a kid's movie, so you shouldn't overanalyze. It's like trying to get a, a, a major story plot uh, that makes a lot of sense out of Dora the Explorer, the movie. Oh, God. Which, you know, hold a ball of wax. But That was your idea. Yes, it was a delightful movie. I enjoyed it immensely. However, of course you did. The, CG, <laughs> the CGI was really spectacular for just it being this one little squirrel that was kind of the central focus. They made it very realistic. And he was effing cute. It was very cute. Rats with good PR. Yes. But here's, here's a fun thing that I thought was really interesting about the CGI they used, is the interactions of the people with the CGI. Because that can get kind of funky. Yes, if you they, have did people good. they did a good holding job. Holding hands, you know, crawling up, of that kind of stuff can be really difficult. They did do. a very good job directing the actors on where the character was supposed to be. Because yeah. obviously, CGI, he's not sitting there with them while they're doing the acting. You've ruined the whole movie for everybody. Oh, cry me a <laughs> river. <laughs> Um, so yes, definitely enjoyable movie. Um, so that was one of the movies we saw this week. I actually saw a movie this week that I know you didn't see, but it has one of my favorite actors, uh, Peter Dinklage, in it. Um, oh, this is one you were talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah, I want to hear about this because I love Peter Dinklage. He's badass. So this is so major spoilers. This is trending on Netflix, and I know it's on Netflix. Um, this is trending on Netflix. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to skip ahead because I am going to spoil a little bit here because it's no way to talk about it without spoiling it. Um, so the main do, do, do. yes exactly um, so the movie is called I Really Do Care 
I'm or sorry, what? I care. I care a lot. I think it's either I care a lot or I really do care. One of the two. What the f? So the main okay. character, very, and here's where it, there's this fine line of um, female empowerment versus overzealous female empowerment versus evil. feminazis. Yeah, well, or even evil, because she she is kind of evil. Oh, sweet. There's no hero More in this evil movie. Chicks. Yeah, well, it's it's there's no heroes in this movie at all. Period. Um, they're all villains. So the title is sarcastic. Yes. Ooh. So the main character, and you'll find this out within the first few minutes of the movie if you watch it, is a uh, guardian, a legal guardian. So what she does is older people who are with dementia or whatever that need help from the state and don't have anyone to take care of them. I don't like where this is going already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically, she comes in and saves them, puts them in a home, helps take care of their assets, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I sense bullshit. Well, that is the theory of how this works. But she does is, though, is she takes these people in. She has a doctor who um, overemphasizes their dementia or other diseases or symptoms, etc., so that she can basically lock them away in, this, in these homes of hers that she has business relationships with. And she basically then just proceeds to sell all their assets, sell all their stuff, take it all to auction, make tons of money off it to quote-unquote pay for their expenses of living in this home she has a judge in her pocket she nobody has a good lawyer this one dude whose mother kind of the opening story is his mother is kind of is when in one of these homes and because he got violent once and because she just doesn't want him to see his mother she basically explained that he couldn't see his mother so she couldn't see his mother she's locked in this home and she didn't shouldn't have been there and so forth and so on in there. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, this movie sounds depressing. Um, so that's the thing. And she's very powerful and she's in charge of things and she gets stuff done. So again. She sounds like somebody I want to high five in the face with a chair. So not a nice person in what she's doing, but she's very effective at doing it. So it's hard to. You can't. You, you dislike her, but you're impressed by her kind of deal. And she's very good at what she's I'm not doing. impressed with anything you're telling me so far. <laughs> anyway, how she goes about it is very is impressive in her abilities and skills. She has the skills. She's just using it for evil. Anywho, so she's continuing on this scheme. Um, she, her and her girlfriend are in on this together, and they kind of imply that throughout until they finally just kind of say it, um, are basically in on this scheme together. And she decides to take, you know, gets another what they call a cherry in the in the biz, very wealthy older lady who doesn't seem to have any family. Perfect mark, because you basically can milk her dry, basically. Um, so they take this woman in and do the usual uh, setup and all this and start, they take over her house and they sell her belongings and they get all her material goods and blah, blah, blah. Anywho, unfortunately for the, the, the main actress, who I can't remember her name or the character's name at this moment, so sucks to be me, um, basically, the mother she takes next, this mother she's bilking, is Peter Dinklage's mom. Peter Dinklage's, in this movie, is ex-Russian ex mafia, according to the, the backstory. Oh, does he have a Russian accent? No, he doesn't, which is kind of weird. That kind makes of me a little sad, actually. He doesn't have a Russian accent, and his mother, who you also recognize as a character actress from many things, uh, older lady, can't think of her name either, but... They both basically don't have Russian accents, but they're both basically part, or were part at one point of the Russian mob. The mother is completely fake name. She doesn't have, her identity is completely made up. Um, so she was someone who took the name, I think it was a dead baby, basically. So she was some kid who died, like, you know, oh, many Jesus decades Mary ago. She just okay, stole then. their day. She stole their name. So basically, it ends up being a battle, a battle royale, where both people try to kill the other person, literally. 
of Peter Dinklage versus this main actress who's playing the main villain, if you will. So there's no hero here whatsoever. They keep fighting it. Um, he tries to kill her. She, she's like, you should just buy me out for $10 million. I'll leave you alone. And it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I don't see this ending well. So at the end of the movie, she, basi- she basically survives being... Um, made un- basically, he makes her unconscious, puts her in a car, and, drives, and has her drive herself into a lake. She sort of barely survives that and her house being exploded. She and he basically gets put in the hospital because she sets his car on fire with him inside. So again, that hurt. pleasantry all around. He survives the fire thing, but he's very disoriented and very confused and kind of in the hospital and tube down his throat. So she basically now is his legal guardian. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, at this not point, cool. <laughs> so see, she kind of won at this moment, right? Um, so they're in the hospital at the final scene. Again, I'm spoiling the whole thing, but whatever. Watch it; it's still good. The end of the the end of the movie. Two of them are sitting in the hospital, and he's like, "You know, I'm really impressed by you. Um, you got a really good scam going here. What if we? What if instead of me just buying you out for ten million dollars, you become my partner, and we go into business together, and make this nationwide?" So <laughs> I have no words. Now. <laughs> so they basically create this empire for um, this random, you know, I think they call it the guardian angels you or the guardianship. some of the weirdest crap. Okay, look, I live with this man. Let's, <laughs> let's just do a little bit of backstory here. Oh, God. So, so this poor man has been stuck with me for, I think we've been living together for seven years. And I have been peeking over his shoulder occasionally. He watches some of the weirdest slash most annoying stuff I've ever seen. Now, granted, he watches things like um, The Simpsons and Family Guy shows I'm not really a huge fan of, mostly because I just don't find them entertaining. Um, But there have been times where he's got some random little mini movie or documentary going on, and I'm just like, what in the heck are you watching? I believe this will now go on that list of what in the heck are you watching? (laughs) So... Final scene of the movie, right? Oh, good lord! The okay. two of them. She's she's on TV as the CEO of this Guardian Angels, and they're like, "How much are you worth?" And you must be doing so well. And they are driving around the big car and the fancy thing, and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the story, this is again, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this part. But it's so perfectly done. So we go back, and we're in the parking lot, and they're just kind of celebrating. They're doing something or whatever. This guy shows up, just kind of out of the blue, just kind of out of nowhere. Like random dude A, random dude A, and it's like, wait a minute, I know him. Where do I know him from? And he starts shouting at her. My mom died while she was in your facility. She died without me being able to see her. Is this the dude who this was? This is the old? dude that you first hear about. Snap. End of the movie. He pulls out a gun and shoots her in the heart. She's dead. End scene. Fade to black. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) It was it was perfect. It was. That reminds me. I don't know why. How did the villains win? Why do the villains win in this movie? They won, and bam! No, 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 they didn't. I just. You know what it reminds me of? The movie Lakeview Terrace. Don't think I know that one. Um, I don't remember if you watched it with me or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if you don't remember it. It wasn't that the movie was bad. It was about this. interracial couple the she was black he was white 
And they moved in next to a, I think he was a police chief played by Samuel L. Jackson, who, by the way, is phenomenal in anything he does. Pretty um, much, yeah. And because Samuel L. Jackson's character had a wife who apparently cheated on him with her white boss, he's really super peeved about this couple who have moved in. And he harasses them constantly. Mm. Um, he has a particularly loud party. He shines lights in their room. Uh, they put up plants on their side of the, the boundary fence so that way he can't see in and he cuts them down through the fence. And he's just generally not a particularly nice person. But at the end of it, I don't remember all of the details. Um, Spoiler alert. Haha. <laughs> at the end of it, it's another one of those really kind of just shocking end moments and then it just is like okay that's the end of the movie and you're just kind of going wait what wait no what the heck happened what happened tell me yeah it, I like those movies it, see and I don't it, like you love Inception with right. Leo DiCaprio yes Leo so he had me watch this movie with him and while I didn't hate the premise of the movie I really despised the ending um, because I'm sitting here the whole time going, that's all you get to give us at the end is just this one little thing where you're like, oh, okay, he finally got what he wanted. Wait, no, what, what do you mean he didn't get what he wanted? Wait, why? No. Oh, that's not cool. And I'm not giving it away because- I forgot it's Inception. It's been out for a decade. It doesn't mean everybody's seen it. I hadn't seen it. Spoiler alert. Fine, you say it then. Either way, I was peeved at the ending. Well, see, the thing is, is that those types of endings are the things that breed theories, right? Because everybody wants to know which way it happened. I'm blonde. I don't do theories. Yeah, oh, I do theories. But anyway, so the end of the movie, basically, for Inception, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. If you want to know the whole thing, go watch the movie. He has a, a token, a, a, an item that only me, he knows. It's so like a spinning top or something, It is right? a spinning top. It's an old-fashioned spinning top. And the question is, is he actually, is this reality? Or is he still in a dream? In That's the question. Yeah, Inception, basically, the characters are constantly bouncing between a um, fake reality and then their actual real reality. And sometimes the lines blur as to which one they're in. The ending is one of those moments. Right, and that's kind of the point of it. And it's not a different reality. It's basically if they're asleep or awake, basically. So the question is, at the end of the movie, he gets together with his kids at the end. The big, 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 big happy ending. So he kind of, he sees the faces of his kids. So in theory, if it was a dream, he wouldn't be able to see the face of his kids because in theory, again, every other instance that we've talked about this, because they're part of his memory, he wouldn't be able to actually see their faces, so they would never actually turn around for him. In the real world, where they would, but they wouldn't in his dream world, they would in the real world. Because, you know, people show their faces, not a big deal. So they show him his. They show him their face. They turn around and they look at him because they're out in the yard playing, which again is ironically similar to a lot of other scenes where he's viewing them, like every other scene he ever sees them in his dream world. And then you focus in on the top, and the top is spinning on a table. Now, if it's the real world, the top will fall over eventually and stop spinning, just like a normal top. Yay, gravity. Yay, gravity. In the dream world, that won't happen. And it so never stops spinning, and then it just fades to the credits. So I'm like, we don't no. know if it was going to stop or not. Not cool. That's where the, the mystery know, comes you in. You know another one that's kind of like that? What? Pan's Labyrinth. 
Oh God, Pan's Labyrinth. That was a creepy ass movie. It's it one is, of those movies I can't creepy. watch more than one time. It is very creepy, but I love it. Now, Pan's Labyrinth no, a is, a, is yeah. a Spanish film. Um, if you have seen, oh good lord, Doug Jones plays the fawn in it, and he played um, a ichthyosapien type water dude in a more recent movie that I can't remember now where the other main character is a silent female. She does sign language. In any case, um, he's phenomenal in it, but... Oh, uh, like water? Shape of water? Shape of water, yes, okay. thank you. That was driving me nuts. Okay. And it was it was really well done. The, the movie Pan's Labyrinth has this wonderful little girl, um, and she is told by this fawn that she is actually the princess of the underworld and she has to do certain tasks in order to be able to be with her family again. Now, nobody besides her ever sees these little mythical, magical creatures that she interacts with, but there's always evidence of her actions. So it's one of those, is this a coincidence? Is it not a coincidence? And when you get to the ending, um, here is a real spoiler alert. Ooh. She dies. Do, do, do. And she's suddenly in a room where she sees all of her family. It's her, her mom, her dad, and her baby brother. But the thing is, is they all have the same faces that they had in her real life. So is this just a fantasy she's made up in her head or not? And the director specifically left it that way so that way you could decide whether or not it was reality or if it was just the poor girl losing her mind due to the stress of everything that was going on around her it's during a fascist regime mm -hmm. um, and so the only thing that they give you that might be any indication as to whether or not what she did was actually all real was one of the things she has to do is get a key from a toad and this is a huge toad in the base of this dead fig tree and he's the reason that the tree is dead so she deals with the toad and at the end of the movie the fig tree has a single flower on it which is why i choose to believe that she went home not that she died but i know everybody interprets it differently so does she have to leave a physical body behind in the you don't know you mm. don't you don't see anything after that mm. which is the part where you're just kind of going well now hold on what the heck is it real or is it not real mm. So you see her with her family, and then it cuts over to the fig tree with the single flower, and that's it. And mm. that's the end of the movie. You mm. never see anything So you don't know if she dies that. or not? You know she dies. She, you see her die, but you don't know what happens after she dies versus that little room where she sees her family. And yay, welcome home. And that's, that's it. That's the end of it. That kind of implies to me, if I remember the movie correctly, it's been so long that her family was dead and she is rejoining her family well that's the thing the, the, only, the only one who is not dead is the baby brother mm. um so but the baby brother is there in in her you know underworld family so you're kind of sitting there scratching your head going boy can't be in two places at once unless he died in the world above too because wasn't he sickly he wasn't sick the mother was sick no. <clears throat> the, boy, was the sick. boy was healthy I mean, you got if the whole family kind of falls apart, he has no mother, then he might have died soon after, too. You never know. No, because um, one of the co-stars uh, ends up 
taking him and she's going to raise him. Oh, okay. So fine, fair enough. Um, Another movie with spoilers, but no, no, no. Yeah, no it's not a new one. It's it's a old movie, but it is definitely worth seeing at least once. It is a little creepy. I do not recommend letting your children necessarily watch it because um, it could give them nightmares, but it was a really good movie and I enjoyed the it The creatures lot. are all really creepy looking. That's kind they of are. Oh my God. Even the fairies are creepy looking. Yeah. No, there's nothing in that movie that's not creepy. But it's a very good a, movie. It's a beautiful movie. Oh, it's very gorgeous, yes. So the last, the last, well, the last thing, but one of the last things we wanted to bring up was, of course, we talked about trailers. <gasps> yes. So... I speaking have of old movies. Speaking of very old movies. Um, now, as you it's know. It's not that old. It's 90s. It's like almost. Don't. No. Please don't make me feel 25, 30 don't, years don't, old. Don't. No. Huh? Shush. Right. Anyway. You shush. So this is, as you may or may not know, the original version of this movie is a shot for shot remake of um, Enter the Dragon. I'm not sure I ever saw Enter the Dragon. Many people didn't. But if you ever watched Enter the Dragon, this movie was literally a shot-for-shot remake of Enter the Dragon. Which version of this movie? The old version. The original classic version. Really? Yes. It's a shot-for-shot remake. If you put them side-by-side, it's literally, I think we even found somewhere a video of it side-by-side. Oh, weird. Okay. So it's literally the exact same movie. Are you going to actually tell the audience what the movie is yet? Sure. So the movie, the original movie, of course, was Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat itself, the first original movie, was based off of a video game with the same name for you so guys who don't know. Not my favorite video game in the world. A lot of people enjoyed it. I just it was one of mine growing up as a kid. Right, and that's fine. I just had I don't have anything zero. against other people playing it. I just felt the fighting style to be extremely stiff, and I just didn't like it. So, that was my thing. Whatever. Anyhow. So, the movie came out in the 90s, and... Was it was okay? Not it was a huge cute. success. It was a family themed movie, though. Yeah. There, it was. I think it was sort like PG thirteen yeah. or something like so that. So family ish. Point point is, is okay. Yeah. yeah, it's not an E for everyone type yeah. thing, but Definitely it was not. one it was that you for could sit and watch with your older kids. Right. Yeah. And well, it was, it was also it was, a game that was like had a lot of controversy too. Yes. The so. the game had um, some gore in it. It was <laughs> some gore. Well, you know, a lot I'm of gore. Try, okay, fine, a lot of gore. But <laughs> in fairness. I also really like to play it. So, well, yeah, it's a great, it's a great game, and it's a great world setting. The story is thin, but it's a fighting game. Of course, the story is going to be a little. Thin. I was going to say, what do you expect? You're there for the combat and for the exactly. fact that Raiden and Sub Zero can go head to head. Exactly. I mean, sorry, that's they're kind two, of they're two of my favorite characters. Eight, so. No, no, absolutely. And then they made some sequels, which were the, no, not no, no. as good. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not some sequels. They did um, a second sequel, which I believe the actor for Liu Kang was the only. Returning Person. actor, every all, they recast everyone Everybody, else, right. which I was disappointed so at. So was that a was that a reboot then, or was that it, no? A it wasn't a reboot. It, it was, was a, a continuation. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Princess Katana was also also reprised her role. Huh. Um, they had some people, but yeah. Um, well, Christopher Lambert played Raiden, and I thought, considering they whitewashed the character, mm-hmm. that he did a good job. I really liked his Raiden. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gentleman that they brought back, he was okay, but to me it wasn't the same. Right. Now, there is a TV series. Oh, God. Uh, th- I haven't seen it yet, but I saw it on the shelf at, I think it was Target. Okay. Years ago. Um, and eventually... And start Target, if you want to sponsor us, please go ahead. We're <laughs> happy to take your money. Um, but, yeah. But that's weird. How long was a series? I, I believe it was only the one season. Okay, fair enough. Um, I couldn't imagine there being a very long. But to long. be fair, it was one of those, you know how I am. If I want to try and remember to research something later, I take a picture of it and I move mm-hmm. on with my life. Ladies and gentlemen, in my computer, there is this file full of pictures 
of things that I want to research and look at. And every so often I remember to peek in there, pull out five or 10 and actually do what I'm supposed to do with them. And he laughs at me because there's hundreds and hundreds of them in there and I will probably not reach them all before I kick the bucket. But you know, it's, it's look, it's the way I handle things. Don't give me that face. I mean, don't it, look at me it, in that tone it, of voice. It gives you, it gives you a goal in life, I guess. Finish your lifts before you die. Um, don't make me start <laughs> talking about your magic card obsession. Yeah, I know, dude. I know. Um, anyway, trailer. So trailer. So this leads to the trailer for the new version. It looks so good. Of the Mortal Kombat movies. Now there is, of course, two versions of the trailer, and again. One of the things that I think they did right so far, again, the trailer is a trailer. And I know there's a lot of videos out there and a lot of YouTubers and podcasters that went into all the details of all the little things that only true fans would notice. I don't care. The thing that I think they did right, of course, was the fact they made it rated R. Um, they have a red band trailer, which means that it's you know not appropriate for children under XYZ age. And the opening scene of the trailer is literally a Sub-Zero ripping the arms off somebody. I mean... Jax, that's Jax. Jax, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jax before he's Jax, he as we know. And he doesn't rip them off. Okay, sorry. He freezes and then breaks them off. Yes, they mm. shatter. Exactly. They don't rip, they shatter. So much better. Anywho. It's cooler. It's very cool. Literally and figuratively. Very true. Which, again, is my thing with the movie, with this trailer, is that it really looks like they're doing a very cool remake, not whitewashing, First no, off. thank goodness. Don't get me wrong. Again, loved Christopher Lambert, but Raiden is not a, a white dude. He's, right. He's not. Yeah. He's not supposed to be. Right. I mean, that's... And I get... It kind of goes two ways. You definitely don't want to take a cultural story and whitewash it. That's definitely a bad Which, thing to do. Which happens. Let, let's face it. It happens. Some people have yes. been known to do... Right. Um, Avatar movie. Yes. No, Absolutely. On the other side of the coin, too, and I know that Ernie usually brings this up a lot, is do we need an ethnically diverse version of a superhero just because? In some cases, yes, it works, and sometimes it's really cool. But why yeah. should we just switch? Like, like for example, the Thor story. I know there's a whole story and a plot. Now it's a girl. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, are we talking about Love and Thunder? Lo well, the theory of Love and Thunder. And also, like, um, there's now a Chinese Hulk. What? Yeah. Okay, that I haven't heard of. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Not that there's anything wrong with any of these characters, don't get me wrong, but why are they not creating new characters that are ethnically diverse rather than just recasting old characters? Um, you know, there's a black chick now as Iron Man. It's good. It's nothing wrong with that. It's just, why don't you create a new character well, rather than just recasting no. a character? Sometimes, sometimes the whitewashing is done for a particular reason. Take the ancient Ornan Doctor Strange. On the other side, we're going back to the other side of the coin, just in case sorry, we're paying attention. Sorry, <laughs> keeping being you guys I'm, in the loop here. I'm just saying. Yes. You know, he's supposed to be a Tibetan monk. Right. Okay, I get and that. And it's supposed to be a he originally. It is supposed to be a he. So he, it's not a woman and it's <laughs> a right. Tibetan monk. And but she's the reason they changed it was because China said if they put a a Tibetan gentleman in this role, they would not show the film in China, which. Right. Unfortunately, as a huge part of the revenue for their movies, so she, he's replaced with Tilda Swinton, who I thought did a phenomenal job. I oh, loved, she was great! Yeah. I love Tilda Swinton. She's a great character actress and a great actress. In and her at right. that point, it's a white female who is apparently of Celtic descent instead, which is perfectly fine, and and they explain the story well. And the only reason I bring it up is sometimes there is a reason for whitewashing. Sure. But then you've got movies or like Or changing Avatar, the, the culture or origin of a particular exactly. character. Exactly. Now, whitewashing means usually, typically, that 
everybody who's supposed to be racially diverse is white instead. Mm -hmm. So in her case, it was more of a cultural switch of a character because everybody there was nobody else in that. You know, there wasn't really a whitewash movie. There's mostly people that no. Were, and Wong, Wong, Wong is hilarious. I can't. Yes. I think I, I don't know where he's actually. I don't from, remember his name, the actor's name, but he's hilarious. I love. He's, the, he's I very, love the he's character. Very clever. So, anyways, those are those are my my points on that. But, but yeah, then you've got stuff like Avatar: The Last Airbender, right. and which we're waiting for the remake of that, which please. they have been telling they're doing. So. They're actually doing a few new animated movies for that. I just found oh, really? that out yesterday. Yeah, oh, I'm nice. excited. I loved the animated Avatar and the Korra. TV series. Yeah. yeah, the TV series and Korra, yes, which is also I thought that was really well done with the Korra stuff. I, I because so it too. it homaged the older stuff well, so if you were a fan of the old stuff, you kind of got to learn exactly, and then still had a so new story. Apparently, they are going back to that sort of storytelling in some of the new movies they're coming up with. Now, which time frame though? I'm not sure. I mm. am hoping there is a set of four large books of um, comics that take place after graphic novels if they're put together in a hardbound. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna kick you. Anyway, um, they are they take place after the Avatar series, but before Korra. Hmm. And I really enjoy reading them. I haven't been able to read them all yet, but it's like um, telling you what happens with um uh, Cusco. Is it Zuko? Zuko. Zuko's mom. Sorry, okay. Cusco is from a different movie entirely. Which is also a good movie. Um, yes, it is. Only if you like llamas. Oh, shush. <laughs> is he an alpaca or is he a llama? Anyway. Watch um, out, we spit. <laughs> that's a different movie, too. Stop it, Robin. Stop it. Um, but anyway, yes. I, I, Based on the trailer, I am mm -hmm. happy that they kept... The characters of Mortal Kombat true to their well, origin. we just flipped the switch right. Yes, we did. Jesus, mother, okay. Look, keep up, okay, <laughs> keep up. Good just Lord. keep up with me. Okay, fine. Because we so were yes. talking about whitewashing. We also were talking about the Avatar comic books that you wanted to see turned into a movie. Yes, and I hope they do turn them into a movie. The, the, okay, you should finish one thought before moving. Oh come on, uh, that's no fun. Anywho, back to the Mortal Kombat thing. Yes. Um, I didn't. I saw almost all the characters. I don't think they're again, except for the American characters that are supposed to be well, American, yeah, like Sonya, Sonya, and Jax, and Jax, and so forth. So, I mean, the challenge with a Mortal Kombat movie is it's near to impossible to make a sequel because if you stick true to Mortal Kombat, <laughs> everybody dies. Well, now not everybody dies at the same time. No, but by the end of the movie. Most of the characters should be dead if you follow the video game theory. They die, okay? So you can't make a sequel of it unless you, of course, are going to go the route of, okay, each Mortal Kombat tournament, as they usually do, which they're doing again, is going to take place with a different group of heroes, and then basically each set of No, this is the same group of heroes because Liu Kang is there. No, 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 but I'm saying like if they make a sequel to this, if it does really well. Either that or the they go into the underworld storyline because there's like mm. one of the video games in the series which is all about hey we're all dead but we're still fighting for earth how that works i don't know i haven't played that one okay but they also have new characters that they add in the video games over time they bring in new characters yes. so you could have an extended story with some of those newer characters in that universe if everybody else is dead you could. and who knows they may not kill every single person but again in theory there are heroes there are villains and there's the big bad and I did see they did have a, 
a brief second of what's his name? Forearm dude. What is it? What is? It? I don't even remember the character's name. The forearm big monster at the end. Goro. Goro. Yeah. He looked Goro actually pretty good. Goro looks badass. I didn't yeah. like him in the '90s movie. But that was awful. He looked stupid in the uh, '90s movie. Well, that was kind of the thing for me for that movie. Again, going back to the whole reality breaking through thing, is if your CGI or special effects are not great. No, you want that's to have fine. Bad reptile. Reptile yeah. was terrible. And that's the thing. If if your animation is meh. So it's passable? Okay, fine. Low budget. Got it. Practical effects? Fine. I mean, Indiana Jones got off on practical effects. Almost everything. <laughs> I mean, that's... Right? The but, asp tank. Exactly. So it was decent. It was done well. I mean, it was done... You know it was practical effects, and that's fine. But if you're going to do it in a more common movie where you need real special effects... Yeah, I mean, like... Try, at least. I, don't, I mean, again, I give them kudos for what they tried to do. Time frame and all that, but still, that was bad. Well, like Reptile was fine when he was in his human form, but when he, he was in that little chameleon-looking thing, yeah, he looked completely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, no, the, the creatures from Monsters Inc. look better. Sure. Let's be fair. Yes. So, but uh, but yes, those are the things we've watched. That's the trailers you guys should check out this week. Um, if you liked us uh, this episode and you liked listening to a variety of uh, people besides myself and Ernie, let me let us know. Um, you know how to get out in touch with us. If you don't, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest, and of course the good Tumblr, not the bad Tumblr from before. And of course, you can always email us at two, the number two, nerdsajoke at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions, want to come on the show, anything like that. We do are also now on a few of the podcasting networking sites. Uh, so you can check us out there as well. Wildcast is one of them. And uh, uh, matchmaker.fm, which is also a podcasting site. So you can check us out on those if you are looking to be a guest or come on as a guest. And, of course, make sure that you like and subscribe us wherever you're getting your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel because occasionally we do post stuff there as well. And, of course, as Ernie is not with us, we're still going to have someone do the line. If you know the line, do you know the line? Peace out. There's the line. <laughs> Everybody, we will see you guys at the movies. Later, Internet. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.